Well, welcome to the Spreaker Live Show, episode 27 on September 29th. And my name is Rob Greenlee, and I'm the head of content at Spreaker. And I'm in Atlanta right now at the online radio industry event called the Rain Summit. And that's put on by um, rainnews.com. And I'm a speaker on a panel called Podcasts Are the New Black today here. And this show is usually live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific um, and 6 p.m. Eastern from our website at speakerliveshow.com. Um, this is the... Um, the first of two interviews that I'm going to do today, um, but this this coming Wednesday, September 30th, uh, is International Podcast Day, and I'm going to be hosting a one-hour block of global live video stream on Blab.im from noon to 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and I'm going to uh, I record that audio and put it out as a re-airing on the Speaker Live Show for the uh, the Speaker Show on at 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time that same day. So you can find this show on Stitcher and iTunes. Please leave a review. And you're certainly welcome to send a comment to me at rob at spreaker.com. And if there's something that's driving you nuts on the on the platform or if you have any questions about podcasting, you're certainly welcome to send them to me at that email address. That's rob at spreaker.com. And you can also send us a tweet at spreaker on Twitter and um, you just use the hashtag speaker live show. So and and if you also want to send me a a audio question, you can certainly do that up to thirty seconds long, and I'm going to play that on a on a future episode. So I wanted to to welcome James Cridland, who is joining me from the the Rain Conference here. It's it's early in the morning on the East Coast, and and he's what's called a radio futurologist. Mm. And I think it's a very interesting term that I wanted to explore with him. And he, he can be found at james.cridland.net. And he's also on tw- Twitter at the same same name as well. So, James, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. It is great to be here. What is a radio futurologist? What do you do? Just predict the future about radio or? Yeah, pretty pretty well that. So it turns out that when you work for yourself, you can print your own business cards and they can say absolutely everything. So um, so that's... It's amazing how that works, isn't it? <laughs> it's amazing how that works. Um, so I'm a radio consultant. I uh, help radio companies across the world um, understand what changes they have to make to uh, take care of uh, where the future of radio is going uh, and also talk to uh, tech companies that are interested in, the, in uh, radio and helping them understand uh, radio from that side. So so, um, so yeah, so working with a bunch of different people all over the world. That's that's uh, that's fantastic. It sounds like a great job. I'm sure there's a lot of people who'd like to have that job. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's really interesting actually because I think I think you know typically uh, radio, old-fashioned radio, has been very much focused on uh, individual uh, countries and individual cities. So we yeah. we've so in the UK we've we've not cared at all about what's going on in the radio industry in Germany or in France or anything else because why should we? But all of a sudden. Um, we're finding out that actually there are things to be learned from right across the world. Um, And we have competition from right across the world now, you know, um, Spotify, you know, popped up out of uh, out of the Nordic countries from nowhere. That's now big competition for uh, music, music radio. So it's really interesting, actually, looking around the world and seeing what there is that radio can learn from. Yeah, I mean, you certainly say that about the U.S. too, looking abroad and learning from other places on what's going on. And 
that certainly uh, applies to uh, podcasting and how the the blending of the on demand world is fitting in w- you know with radio hopefully mm-hmm. at some point in it, at a greater degree i think it's coming but what what do you think some of the struggles that that the radio has today i mean wh- where where do you think that we're going to go with the combination of the internet i know we've been on this path for many many years this isn't a, a new question or a new issue but but it seems like we're kind of reaching maybe an inflection point here very soon what do you think yeah, i mean i think i think it's interesting when you talk to uh, tech um, journalists and things they are amazed that radio is still going um, but actually when you go and talk to people um, uh, out in the uh, out in the rest of the world um, then they're still listening to radio an awful lot you know nine out of ten of us tune in t- to the radio here in the u.s in the uk uh, other places as well so actually from a point of view of uh, the amount of, uh, of of people tuning into radio it's still tremendously uh, you know tremendously good yeah i think i think uh, the way that we consume radio is different on different platforms and i think actually the mobile phone is a really interesting platform because radio live simulcast radio proper radio as i sometimes call it um that is not doing as well on mobile as uh, much more interactive services like pandora um and i think that's interesting and i think that radio can learn a lot from what uh, some of the new entrants in that market are doing yeah that's interesting and as as cars become more prevalent in listening to online radio and, and on-demand radio. It's going to be interesting how that impacts. We're still kind of early days on that as well. Yeah, um, certainly early days. And I think we're seeing, you know, a lot of different uh, entertainment uh, options now available in connected cars. It'll take a long, long time for that to have much of an effect, actually, in terms of mm-hmm. r- r- radio listening as a whole. But uh, but I think actually, I mean, I was um, holidaying for a couple of days in Las Vegas a couple of uh, a couple of years ago, and literally there was nothing good on the radio that I could find. I ended up using my mobile phone to have a listen. Um, sorry if you work in Las Vegas. Right <laughs> um, but it's amazing how Bluetooth can come to your rescue, right? Yeah. <laughs> it certainly is. And I think, I think that's, you know, part of, p- part of it has been we've seen a, a big recession, particularly in the U.S. and, uh, and in Europe. We've seen a big recession um, which has uh, harmed us in terms of, of uh, ad spend, which has meant that uh, traditional broadcasters have spent less on content. And if you spend less on content, less people will listen to you. And it's a virtuous circle that will just go down and down if we're not careful. Yeah, so, and the more ads you play in there too, right? So it's, uh, it's, exactly. It, yeah, it's, it, it is a virtuous cycle, definitely. Yeah. And, and th- there's been a lot of standardization in radio across various markets. And I know that's been a cost savings measure. And it's also very formulaic too. They're, they're trying to come up with formulas that they think will appeal to the audience. But it's uh, it's a little too cookie cutter. Is that is yeah, that a true observation? I, th- I think I think that's a I think that's a good observation uh, in part. I mean, I think that there are um, I th- you know we're we're seeing now radio stations programmed the old fashioned way. You know, ten great songs in a row. That's lovely. My 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 mobile phone will play me two hundred great songs in a row, yeah. um, and they'll be better than your ten. So sorry about that. <laughs> but I think we're also seeing um, because of uh, because of online uh, because of new ways of broadcasting radio as well. We're seeing a tremendous change in the amount of uh, great radio that there is out there. Uh, actually, there's still some fantastic radio out there. It's just finding it. It's just knowing which podcast to go and have a listen to. It's yeah. knowing which, um, which you know, HD3 channel uh, in the US, which, uh, you know, DAB channel in Europe um, to go out and seek out because there's some great radio out there if you yeah. could only find it. So as you th- think about kind of 
um, online radio, broadcast radio, and kind of on-demand radio, like podcasting, um, what do you think is kind of uh, – how are these things going to meld together? Do you think they're going to meld together, or do you think that they're, they're going to remain kind of separate silos, separate channels um, well, I think, that I are think not going to work already, together? Yeah. I, I think we're already seeing them uh, moving together in terms of you know the, the most popular podcasts – uh, out there um, are from uh, companies like uh, NPR One, like uh, sorry, uh, companies like NPR, yeah. like the BBC. Um, they are playing in this in this field, not always very intelligently, but uh, but they are but but they are playing yeah. in this field. Um, and we're also seeing uh, podcasts make it to uh, to an AMFM as well. You know, so I, I think it's going the reverse instead of just going from broadcast yeah. talent going into podcasts. And it's maybe going to go the and other way. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And I think, and I think that's really interesting because I think what that's showing at the end of the day is, uh, I I just like great radio. I don't care how it gets to me. I don't care whether it comes to me on my uh, on my data connection. I don't care whether it comes to me on uh, FM uh, on XM Sirius. However, it gets to me, I really don't care. Um, and I don't think that most people care either. Where where we've made problems in the past, and this goes by the way for the podcast industry, just the same as broadcast uh, yeah. radio, is that the user experience is really poor. Mm. really really poor Um, and we have to work much harder at getting a much nicer user experience where you actually you know you tune into a radio station by you know by its name, not by a random number. That would be a good start. Yeah, you there you I mean? go. I mean, it, I mean, if you look at, um, and, and I'm sure at the Rain Summit today we're going to talk about this stuff too. Is but the the smart agents, the the series and the Cortanas and the 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 Android, you know, auto type of experience. You know, the the spoken word. How how powerful do you think that's going to be to discovery and and personalizing? Well, the I mean, online I think, experience. I, I think personalization is really important. Uh, I think it's, it's, it's actually more than personalization. It's more yeah. than just an algorithm. It's also making sure that you're doing that with, with some personality as well. So, so you think some curation is part of the, the mix here? So huh? I think, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the, there's some curation involved there. There's some, I mean, you know, the best personalization doesn't feed you into a bubble where you never hear anything from any other uh, uh, you know from any other subject matter or any other music uh, genre the best personalization is stuff that still gives you things that um, that surprise you um, yeah. you know and in the same way that's what you get when you tune into the radio that's what you get when you're watching the TV occasionally there's stuff on that you think oh wow I would never have deliberately sat down and uh, made a, an appointment to watch this or an appointment to have mm-hmm. a listen to this, but now mm-hmm. I'm listening to it. It's really interesting, you know. So I think I think you know personalization is great. I think curation yeah. is really useful, and actually adding that that personality to a a personalized brand. Pandora mm-hmm. has no personality, yeah. Um, but I think you know the, there is a halfway house in between the kind of personality that you might get from you know from your favorite FM station to you know to, to an algorithmic uh, service like you know Pandora or or uh, or at Deezer or Google Play Radio. Yeah, I mean I like to think about the this whole concept. I mean, uh, radio was built on kind of the serendipity of of just listening to something in a mm. lean back experience. We've kind of shifted into this era of on-demand where the the listener is in total control of everything and mm. podcasting has been all about that. Um, but are we coming into a phase of reaching into the the last you know fifty percent of people that could could listen to online radio, kind of expecting a hybrid experience, kind of wanting to maybe control part of it, but maybe not 
needing to control everything. Right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, having having said how how bad the user experience is for radio, let me also say that part of the user experience is really good, and it's that user experience mm-hmm. when you when you get in your car, you you t- you turn the ignition key and it makes noise until you tell it not to. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's that's actually yeah. really important, and uh, you know, and we forget. We forget that actually the simplicity of something that just sits there and makes noise, mm-hmm. rather than you saying, "Well, I think I might be interested in, uh, I think I might be interested in rugby today," or it causes or, you, you to know, think I mean, maybe a little, yeah. a little too much. There's yeah. probably, you know, I know podcasting have been very much about subscription base, where you search for something, you find something, or you hear about something from someone else. And and they say, "Well, you should go listen to this." And, you know, podcasting has really been about spoken word mm. sharing. Of that, and then the person will go and search for it or whatever and find it. But this kind of uh, listening in the car is something that's growing, yeah. and and yeah, how and it's going to have to morph a little bit. I, I like. agree, and I think you know services like like uh, Stitcher, um, you know services like the uh, uh, like uh, Swipe that Apple bought last year. You know all of those services are actually really interesting because they do sort of mix. Um, uh, the programs that you've asked to go and go and uh, have a listen to with uh, additional, you know, with additional content that you might not have actually actively uh, mm-hmm. found, you know. So I think I think that's really interesting, and I think actually, you know, I think it's quite telling that this American Life did a uh, a uh, hack day uh, a couple of weeks ago, and um, almost all of the. Uh, all all of the techies came back with different ways of sharing great audio um, and helping your friends hear the great audio that you found. And I think that's really interesting because that is really zeroed in on a real issue that we have in that, with a few exceptions, people don't generally share radio. And it's very difficult, you know. I I actually I use um I use an Android app called called uh, Player.fm to listen to my podcasts. Yeah. And one of the reasons why I use um uh, Player.fm, apart from it being a great British company, um, <laughs> is that um is that you can share individual episodes. Yeah. Um, so I can press the share button. And there's a URL which has that individual episode that I can go out and share. I, I can't do that from most of the podcast apps, which, which I find really weird. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to share more. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think, um, you know, I think there are still issues that we've got to fix you know, all over yeah. the place. So what is uh, radio going to do next, do you think? I mean, are they, I mean, it seems like with the acquisitions that have been happening with um, scripts, uh, with Midroll and uh, Podcast One, with the Hubbard Hubbard mm-hmm. Broadcast Group that that the radio side and the on-demand podcasting side are maybe starting to come together and and merge together and I mean how do you think that's going to play out? Well, I think um, I think it's dangerous to think of things as being uh, the radio side and the podcast side because it's actually being, being silos somewhat. Yeah, right? yeah, because because actually I think I think that more and more we're seeing that you know great content is great content wherever it lives. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, um, I would point to companies who know what they're doing in terms of where the future is, um, of, of being companies that are taking great radio content and making that a much more interactive experience, much more personalized experience. So a couple of examples are uh, NPR One, uh, the mm-hmm. app that you can uh, download here. That's really clever, really simple and straightforward. You press the button and it starts making noise at you, <laughs> but it begins to learn 
the stories that it likes and doesn't that you you know that you like and don't like. So NPR One's already worked out that I don't uh, care much for what you uh, Americans laughingly call football, um, <laughs> and, uh, and so it never gives me any American sport anymore. Yeah, and it's not you know. soccer either. So yeah, it's no. funny how about that works. No, it's uh, very weird. <laughs> very weird. And don't even get me started on the World Series. Um, but if you then uh, if you then have a look at there's a company out of uh, Melbourne in Australia called uh, Omni, which is doing uh, I, I call it atomization and Lego bricking. So mm-hmm. atomization, taking individual pieces of radio show, individual pieces of, of audio, um, and making those individual pieces available in um, Lego bricked to each individual person uh, oh. as a as a you know as an experience. So my mm-hmm. experience might have. Um, might have a bit of the, uh, the, the I don't know the Kiss FM uh, breakfast show. It might then have my local uh, my local weather. It might then have uh, a great new song that I haven't yet heard. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of experience is, I think, really interesting. I also think, by the way, that we're moving. I know that American radio has been talking a lot about our, our strengths are live and local. Um, and I think that both of those – in the internet age, both of those words are completely redundant. Um, we love the idea, the concept of live uh, radio, mm-hmm. um, but actually it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether it's live now, whether it's live with a 30-minute delay, however it, it actually gets to you. It also doesn't matter whether it's local uh, either. What really matters is whether it's real and relevant uh, Pandora yeah. is neither of those two, by the way. It's just a music jukebox. Yeah. But real and relevant uh, human beings, that, um, you know, that engagement that you get when you hear somebody else sharing an experience with you, mm-hmm. um, that's what makes great audio fantastic, however it comes to you, however it comes out of your, uh, out of your, uh, your, your speakers. So much less about live and local, much more about real and relevant as we go forward. So as you look at a, like, a, like a local radio station, you know, there, there's many of them in major markets in the U.S. and also I'm sure across Europe and, and Asia um, – um, what do those stations need to do, you think, to, to play well with, with their dilemma, right, of being a local resource? But, yeah, f- I'm sure feeling the pressure to have big shows uh, online that tend to be national or global. So, I mean, it's, it's a difficult balance for those local stations, isn't it? Yeah, and I think one of those balances is actually getting your name right. Um, because <laughs> it, what, what's really difficult uh, is that social media – doesn't respect transmission areas. No. Um, well, neither does the internet. Uh, generally, as, yeah, yes. indeed. Uh, and so, therefore, actually, you have a real a real issue now where you have a bunch of disparate radio stations with with different names all over the country talking to advertisers as if they're one network, which they they that they obviously aren't because they don't even share the same name. Um, with shows on at different times and all of this kind of, of, of uh, stuff. And actually, it just needs to be easier. So what's happened in the UK, for example, over the last four or five years, in the UK, by the way, radio revenue is growing at a, at a rate of about 6 or 7% year on year. That's pretty good. Uh, national advertising, double that. Um, That's great. What, what they've done there is that they've actually taken, uh, and this is going on in Australia too, they've taken the old heritage local radio brands, and they've gone, you know what, these were lovely, 
and they served a purpose at their time, but now we need good, strong national brands. So, mm-hmm. so they've got rid of tiny little radio brands like you know Radio Trent and Leicester Sound and Ram FM, uh, which your guess is in Derby. No, exactly. Uh, Beat 106. They've got rid of all of these names and just called the whole thing Capital FM. Still got local, uh, local shows on there and big national shows, but one big national oh. brand that they can then market, that sure. they can then actually get on the, on, the, on the TV, that they can get on social media, that they can get all over the place. Really simple, straightforward. There's a great top 40 radio station in your area. It's called Capital FM. And uh, that's really clever because I think, um, I think we're so wedded. I, I always find it really confusing when I come to to the US and you know there was a radio station called Magic uh, in the car uh, on the way here uh, and that magic is a very different magic to the magic that you hear in in Boston a very different magic to the magic that you'll hear uh, in parts of New York State and so yeah. on why, why are we using the same name in different it, it just makes no sense so, yeah yeah you know so keeping things really consistent simple, too yeah. simple and straightforward and also yeah. re- revisiting uh, the the revenue model um, so not assaulting people with you know six minutes of um, of you know <laughs> man man, man shouting over a music bed about about cars um that's not that's you know clearly not where the where the future is and i think it's interesting hearing you know people like uh leo laporte people like tom merrick doing really good Mm -hmm. jobs in terms of um presenter red uh endorsements which are by far and away the most effective way of you know of actually of actually connecting with a brand on behalf of your audience yeah Um, and i think we need to completely reevaluate. you know the whole 60 second uh that number again yeah 60 Uh, seconds is a little long i think (laughs) but but you know i mean you i mean you brought up leo laporte's name uh and he's a classic example of somebody that goes way over 60 seconds for his endorsements too so i mean it goes the full spectrum i guess it depends on your personality and your your ability to storytell and your ability to connect and and of course if you're employing the 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 producer who is supposed to be telling you to shut up uh, if you're you're actually employing them then that's a different a different relationship yeah um and i think you know my 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 tip for any good podcast and you have a load of great podcasts on your uh, uh, on your network my, my tip for any good podcast is have a producer that actually isn't you and uh, that actually tells you when to shut up uh, <laughs> when to move on when to focus yeah. uh, and that you trust with the edit button um, yeah. and I think that that's the most important thing because there are lots of great podcasts out there that could be so much better if they were just a little bit more focused and just a little bit more yeah. respectful of people's time. Yeah, well, that's true. People's time are are short, but you know, it's also it's also a wide open medium too. I mean, uh, it is. Ten years, it's been people doing ten minute shows or people doing three or four hour shows. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it goes the whole spectrum. Now, granted, those three or four hour shows, people don't necessarily always listen to the end. I'm sure. Yeah, but yeah. but it is. I mean, it's a. It's like a blank canvas that's been in this medium for a long time, and radio yeah. hasn't really been a blank canvas. No, I mean, I, and I think it's interesting when you look at the the research of how people are using uh, are using on demand content, podcasting, yeah. Yeah. listen again, all that kind of stuff. You actually see some really interesting, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's some really interesting stuff. A lot of experimentation it's, going on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, there's a great amount of experimentation, but also just just um, some really interesting learnings about when people are moving, <laughs> when people are listening to 
podcasts versus the radio. Um, so you have a look at uh, at 11 o'clock at night in the UK, there are more people listening to podcasts and on-demand content than there are live radio, um, mm-hmm. which, is a, which is an amazing thing. You, you know, 11 o'clock at night, nearly twice the number of people. Now, they may, they may not be listening for the same amount of time, and that's what um, traditionally radio has worried about in terms of, you know, total yeah. time spent listening. Yeah. But nevertheless, in terms of people, it, it's very clear that actually – that interaction, that, you know, it's, it's, it's late at night, I'm just going to listen to my favorite show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's a great time. Whereas at breakfast time, less yeah. so. Well, you know, I, radio's always had like these theater of the minds that were always aired in the evenings. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the radio dramas, right, which is another area of uh, podcasting that I think is going to get some traction on the fictional side. I think we've built some popularity around reality-based storytelling. I, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's interesting to see what Amazon are doing with Audible uh, yeah. and actually spending money on that. Uh, by the way, if you are a fan of, uh, of, of radio drama, the BBC still still does it and it's, uh, and it's awesome. available as a podcast. Um, I haven't listened for years, but I'm, I'm told it's still there, and that, and that <laughs> makes me happy. It's going to come back in vogue again pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. But I think, you know, it, it, it is interesting seeing um, big, content, uh, big content companies beginning to understand that actually a podcast can be more, uh, can be more than, you know, two or three people in a room uh, having a nice chat. And there's nothing wrong with that, by the way, but actually, uh, you know, seeing what you can do with, you know, shows um, – uh, like uh, Serial, obviously, but also, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Radio Lab uh, is clearly far more than mm-hmm. two people in a room. Oh, yeah. And most people, by the way, who listen to that show have no idea that it's also available on 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 the radio. Yeah, the radio, yeah it's, <laughs> it's funny how that is. Yeah. Or or know that there's a team of producers and post producers and oh yeah, you know, researchers and it's a it's it's a big effort and it's what well, one yeah. of the other challenges is that the monetization hasn't been in the podcasting space really in a solid way yet. Yeah, and I, I'm really yeah. surprised that Apple haven't used the benefits that they have with the iTunes store and gone, you know what, we're going to make it available for podcasts to charge. Um, and I'm really surprised that Apple haven't done that. That's a real missed opportunity because we know how much consumption there is there. Uh, we know that, you know, we would, I'm sure, all be very happy for Apple to, you know, to cream off their 30% and, and leave us with 70% of revenue that we haven't actually had before. I actually talked to Apple about that very same question here about a week ago. And, and they, they told me that they're all about selling hardware. That's what they're all about. Well, so they, they should th- give all yeah. of the music away free. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you, yeah, you have to take it to the next level too, right? Um, but yeah, well, James, it was great to have you speak on the Speaker Live show today. It's, it was great hearing your thoughts about where you think this is going. I'm, I'm starting to get a little clearer picture. I've been involved in podcasting for over 10 years now myself and um, saw the very beginning of this and see where it's mm-hmm. going and I always thought that radio and podcasting would come together somehow and I think we're starting to see maybe how that can be done yeah, now. I think we're yeah. starting to uh, see yeah. that and I think there are lots of it's really interesting things. It's been bumpy along the way, I have yeah. to say. I've been in the middle of it. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> no, but I think there are yeah. lots of lots of really interesting things. So I do a weekly uh, newsletter which you can get on my website uh-huh. uh, which is james.critland.net awesome. uh, that's a weekly newsletter which has all about where the future of radio is going uh, including things like podcasts and including on demand and personalization. So, um, so that's absolutely free if anybody wants it. Great. And so, is there other places that they can go? You know, 
I noticed james.cridlin.net is a good place to go to get links to yeah, things so, that you've done too. So that's um, so that's my personal site, and that's got a, a okay. bunch of information about me. Um, and uh, yeah, and I write for you know um, uh, organizations like uh, like uh, Rain, of course, like uh, like uh, All Access, and um, mm-hmm. m- many more. So um, yeah, so hook me up. Great. Well, thanks for joining us on the show. Thank you. It's great. Uh, thank you for listening to this this episode. I have another episode coming up uh, with uh, Brian Moffat, who's uh, the GM of National Public Radio. He's going to join us in about 10 or 15 minutes. So um, stay on the, the live stream. I'm going to take a break now, but uh, we'll be back in about 10 or 15 minutes. And if you have a question or comment, uh, send it to me, rob at spreaker.com. And you can send us a tweet uh, at Spreaker. Use the hashtag Spreaker Live Show. And thank you for listening. And we'll be uh, back live again in a few minutes. Thanks. <laughs>